0: Lately, I've been thinking about a dichotomy that I've identified recently, and that's the dichotomy, or I should say, perhaps the opposing forces between creation on one hand and compulsion on the other. And I'll explain what I mean by those words in a moment, but I'm Chris Valdheims, and this is the Hyper Memoir podcast where we focus on finding your creative voice. And thank you for everybody who has been sharing the podcast or talking about it on social media or listening or telling friends really helps to get the message out there and help more people. So my hope is that this podcast can get to more people. So anybody who's helping me out, really appreciate it. I see you and thank you very much. But what I'm going to talk about today is is something that I've been personally, I don't want to say struggling with, but dealing with or thinking about Or just trying to figure out, and it feels like a really core issue the more that I think about it. So that's why I'm doing an entire episode on it, and the idea of creation versus compulsion is one that I want to speak about today. So I don't really have a big psychological background in terms of my education or knowledge, so I might be using the word compulsion loosely, but ultimately, I'm talking about forces that draw you to create but aren't about creativity and hopefully i'm getting that a little bit right but i'll break down what i mean more so that's things like perfectionism or comparison or a need to belong and all those things are important in their own way but personally i found that the more i'm driven by those things the less impact my creativity has for whatever reason, I don't necessarily feel like creativity that's coming from my own compulsion. And maybe you find this to be the same is as powerful as creativity that comes from the raw desire to see something created in the world. That's where I always want to be. I want to be in that zone of raw desire to see something in the world, but that's not always the case. And that's not always what moves us. And I feel like there is a tension or a oscillation between pure creativity and maybe, dare I say it, compulsive creativity. This is the kind of creativity that maybe is coming from overwork or insecurity or whatever. Like I said, not a huge psychological background, but hopefully you're following what I mean. Um, and most of this comes from my personal experience or the experience of people that I know and who have talked with about this kind of stuff. And when I'm talking about compulsion, really we're talking about uh, a force that's powered by innate human needs, like safety, belonging, and esteem. Again, I might be using those words in a way that doesn't align with how people who talk about psychology or anything like that use them, but I think the idea gets through. And the idea that somehow by creating, whether that's a business or making money or artwork, or whatever, is going to somehow fill those needs, I think that's what compulsion is. I think if the motivation isn't necessarily to create, but to fill a deeper need, a deeper psychological need, my experience has shown me that whatever I create, or whatever is created from that drive, doesn't have the same impact, doesn't have the same authenticity. And that's what I'm personally looking to develop in myself, more authenticity, more impact. So For me, it's not about getting rid of compulsion, and I'll explain later what I do instead. It's not about getting rid of compulsion or pushing things down or ignoring the forces that drive me to do things that aren't driven by creativity. It's about understanding them. It's about knowing them. And for me, I've shared some of my story with you on this podcast, but for me, I think a lot of the compulsions that I might have around creativity, the idea to belong or fit in, come from my childhood. They come from events where, you know, I felt separate. I felt like I wasn't part of the group that I was in. And for me, sometimes being creative, being smart, being funny was a way for me to fit in. But while that was a cool coping mechanism, I suppose at the time, I find that as I get older and want to go deeper on creating, Those same motivations don't really work and doesn't get me to where I want to be. Again, it's not about ignoring these things. It's not about denying the fact that you have these feelings. And that's not what I'm talking about or trying to do. Um, But it's more about understanding and talking about them. I think the first episode I did, in fact, I know the first episode I did was about perfectionism. And that is a classic example of compulsion. And I think it illustrates what I'm trying to talk about here in that perfectionism, as I said in that first podcast, give it a listen if you haven't heard it. But what I talked about in there is perfectionism isn't about a striving for excellence. It's not about making the best thing possible. It's about making yourself feel good or feeding some other need. So again, it's not excellence in terms of the creation, but it's more about I guess, protecting yourself. For for a lot of people, it's a way of never stepping forward and feeling safe. Because if everything needs to be perfect, which it never will be, by the way, if everything needs to be perfect, you're never going to put something new into the world. So it's a great way to keep yourself safe from judgment. It's a great mask for fear. And that's what I said in that podcast episode, that perfectionism is a mask for fear. And, and it's one of the great Compulsions and you can create from compulsion. There's a lot of people who do. There's a lot of people who create from workaholism or whatever need for external validation. And a lot of these people can be successful and make a lot of money. But personally, I don't necessarily find the same fulfillment that they might. And I'm not judging their experience or their journey. Maybe those people truly enjoy that approach. I can't say for them, but for me, I've just observed that doesn't seem to be a great approach to things. So if we contrast it, when we talk about creation, that's different. And I think kind of going back for one second to compulsion, I feel like that's driven by survival needs. I think that's driven by the needs as a human being to stay alive. And I think that Well, that's important. I always want creation to come from almost a higher place, almost a spiritual place where it's less about the survival and it's more about the pure creation creating for the sake of it, whether or not it's going to get us any sort of external reward. That's always the place that I would like to be. And of course, that's always tempered because we live in a real world where time, space, and money exist. So I think that's an interesting part of the dance. How do you oscillate? How do you balance the need for interacting with and existing in the real world versus finding yourself in a zone of pure creation? I don't have the answer. I think it's a journey and I'll explain that. I think it's a journey. I think that it's something that you get better at finding the balance with or better at moving between the two as you grow as a creator. And when I think about authentic creation, the goal isn't necessarily to get external validation. It's really to get almost internal validation. I'm putting something out there that I really like, that I think is good, and, and that's good enough. So this podcast would be an example. There are things, even as I'm recording now, where I can feel myself criticizing. I can feel myself thinking, well, maybe I should do it again. But I think that's a compulsion, obviously. If the quality was really bad, if I felt that my message was getting muddied because the audio quality was terrible or I had some kind of barking dog in the background, then yeah, maybe I'm going to do it again. But I'm talking about that criticism or the problem that comes from an internal source, just like perfectionism does. And I think that can put a break on creation. And if my internal dialogue is any guide or anybody has a similar experience, they'll know that the internal critic can be super harsh. So I think creation involves putting that critic where it belongs, which is in the back seat until you're done creating, and of course, then you can learn from that critic later. so the idea here is we want to move from compulsion to creation, so I think the idea in any creation, at least my path and at least what I'm talking about here, and again, there's different schools of thoughts. this is just my approach to creation and how I think about it um the core of it is understanding what fuels the compulsion and that really becomes self-knowledge. Um, and that's about understanding oneself. And that's been my journey through creativity and writing and sharing things with people. As I've gotten better at that, I've and put myself out there, I've found out what resonates with me. I found out what I like and I found out what resonates with me, what I like that also resonates with other people. Because again, I'm not just creating for myself. So again, that's maybe a weird thing to say because I was sort of making the contrast between external and internal validation when I was comparing compulsion with creation. But I think part of my creative process is I want it to have an impact on people. So first it has has to have an impact on me. I have to like it first or at least feel like it conveys my message properly. Whether or not I like it might be a moot point. But the second thing I want to happen is I want to see it impact people's lives. I want to see um things change for people. So that's the goal here. So that's what I'm trying to do. So let's see. I think I have just a little more to say. This is actually going to be a relatively short episode just because I think I've made the point. I could belabor it. I could repeat it. And I'll probably talk more about it in the newsletter uh, if I can. But I did come across a quote that I want to share with you Um in a Tao De Ching. Someone loaned me a copy of the book. It's pretty good. I haven't really been able to get super duper um, into it and get an understanding, but sometimes these quotes will jump out as I thumb through it. And it goes like this, truly good people do nothing, yet leave nothing undone. Foolish people are always doing, yet much remains to be done. And I thought that really resonated with what I'm talking about here. So in talking about foolish people that are always doing, that might be the person driven by compulsion. I don't know if that was the intention, um of this quote. But that's how I read it. That's how I understood it. And it really hit me as I was thinking about this episode that um, a lot of compulsion will drive action and you'll be doing things and you'll be getting things done. And we've talked about this before, I feel like on this podcast. I don't remember which episode, but the idea of if you just work hard enough, you're going to make something good. And I think that can happen. I've seen a lot of people do it, but I think it also lacks a little bit of substance. So This is why truly good people do nothing, yet leave nothing undone. Not really sure what that means, but I'll just kind of leave it there. So here's what I would say. So for any of you listening who might be completely confused about what I'm talking about, or if you understand what I'm talking about, maybe you want to know, okay, well, how do I sort of address that idea of compulsion so that I can become a more powerful creator? And here's what I would say. Number one, here's the number one thing I would say on that. Dive into self-exploration. So in order to understand one's compulsions, you need to understand who you are. And that's a lot of inner work and however you want to do that, whether it's meditation or breath work or yoga, reading, journaling, exercise, martial arts, any of those things and more. Those are just like a slight bit, I should say, you know, not much. Um. Yeah, it's only a, sl- a slight bit of thing. Sorry, but there's a lot more ways you can kind of go on that journey of self-exploration. So try to figure out what's driving the compulsions, figure out what's underneath it. So for me, the, I'd realize one compulsion was if I was spending too much time on social media, seeing what kind of likes or reaction things would have, I would realize that was a compulsion that was designed for Making connection, which of course is a natural need. So, of course, if that's something that I'm looking for, maybe there's another way I can serve that where it's not, you know, social media usage or whatever. Hopefully, that makes sense. But that that's the point. Um, number two, in, embrace the journey. So, one thing that I'm always doing as I'm growing and trying to learn more about creativity and how to create is that it's not going to be perfect the first time. I'm going to do some episodes that are really good some episodes that are bad. I'm just talking about this podcast. I'm going to write some things I really like and some things that I think are just okay. Um, Similarly, with this kind of growth, with thinking about compulsion and the way that we can address it, we're not always going to get it right. There might be times when we are completely free of compulsion and we're doing everything from a purely creative point. And there's times where it might be the opposite. But don't get down on yourself. Stay with it. I've talked about that. Stay with it. Because it's a journey and nobody's going to get it right the first time. And I think the idea is to enjoy the journey and enjoy the process. And number three is, this is the one that I'm always trying to go to, is serve with authenticity. So for me, if I'm trying to serve, if I put myself in a mindset that, as I said, first, I'm trying to make something that I like and that resonates with me and that I feel is speaking my truth. That's step one. But then number two, and this is where it really connects with other people, and this is what I'm trying to do, connect with other people here, is um, does it serve someone else? Am I just making something to show off? Or am I making something because I think it'll help somebody else? And I want it to always be the latter. I always want it to be that I'm doing this because I think it'll help someone else, even if it's just one person. So that's all I have to say about that. Hopefully that's a topic that interests you. It's something that I've been thinking about lately, and the idea for me is really new, or at least this formulation is really new. I'd be curious to know if any of you look at it a different way or have a sort of different model of this, where you have the compulsive creativity, I guess you could call it, versus pure creativity. And again, not necessarily rating one above the other. I know it's one I prefer. Um I prefer to keep things as pure and as strong as possible. But I'm not really trying to take a crap on people who see it the other way, because who knows? There could be reasons that people do things that aren't mine and that's fine. We live in a world where everybody's different. Totally cool. So I'm Chris Valdheims and thank you for listening. This has been the hyper memoir podcast where we talk about finding your creative voice. We do this every week. If you want more stuff about what we're talking about in the podcast, you can read the newsletter. Uh, there's a subscription in the show notes. You can click that link and you can subscribe. You'll get the newsletter every week along with the new podcast. So if you forget to subscribe on Apple or iTunes or Spotify or whatever, you'll get an email in your inbox where I try to add a little more depth, a little more resources, and hopefully give you something that can help you as you pursue your creative path and creative vision. So thank you.